This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, hello again and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. We're here on a lovely sunny uh, Wednesday evening in Carbank Park. Thank you very much for joining us last week and thank you once again for joining us, if you well are, uh, this week again. This is the only show on the internet dedicated 100% to Mansfield Town FC, probably. Uh, with me once again, I've got to my left Mr Mark Plum. Good evening. Good, Good morning, whenever people are listening to this. Yeah. I don't even know why I said that. Uh, to my right as well, to my immediate right is Mr. Cam Felson. Hello. And to my far right as well, Mr. Nathan Taps Edge. Good day. No one's going to get the Taps reference at all. No, we can't really explain it either. We can't so explain it without getting sued. But Let's just step by that one. I don't know why I said it, but there you go. But what a week it's been since our last podcast in a rain-filled uh, Titchfield Park. Of course, Mansfield kick-started their Skybet League 2 season with a 2-2 draw. Acro Alexandra and then last night crashed out of the Carabao Cup 1-0 to Rochdale two games really boys where Mansfield actually were on top and were very very unfortunate not to come away with three points and to progress through to, to the second round uh, I think it, we were unlucky last night they were I think it, more, a lot of the time there was a lot of errors down to conditions and I think it was it was just a really rough scrappy game uh, Rochdale goal just pretty much coming out of nothing absolutely beautiful curling top straight into the top corner leaving a Lesnik no chance and you know what we, we were really were the better team in that game uh, and I think looking back at crew well what can you say about that performance yeah definitely Mark one thing which sort of stood out for me from the last couple of, days, couple of games is defending from corners we saw it last night yeah. against Rochdale if you don't close the ball down from a corner you're going to get punished well that's it I mean it's just the basics isn't it? we've not sorted that at all but again I mean, last night's game, I mean, we played against the League One side, who, you know, by all accounts, we could have easily won the game, you know, we've created that many chances in the game, and, you know, it's just, again, we're causing our own mistakes. We've got to start cutting these out. Nathan, obviously, uh, you were away on international duty I was, uh, yeah. on Saturday, but your dad was reporting back to you. What were sort of his thoughts on the game, and, you know, what conclusions have, have you, you drawn from, from what you've, you've been reading? Well, to be honest, I had the commentary on quietly when I was, uh, I was on the bench at that point as well, so I could... Well, wait a right? Well, just, well, you were making a cap for England in the blind <laughs> in the blind side. It was the full England side as well, wasn't it? No, well, no? yeah, it, it was a mixture of England and reserve, so it wasn't metallic on my first cap at that point. So, right, so this is why I could well, get away. It was away your with first it. as well. I thought you played one before that. 
So let's get this right. Nathan Edge on potentially his no, England this is... debut was on the bench listening to a Mansfield Town game. Yeah, well, it was the first day of the season. You know, I can't miss crew That's away, can I, on the first day of the season? I could have been there in person, so I've at least got to listen to it. So uh, I did have a sneaky, I had uh, the uh, iPhone on my, on my phone, sneakily listened to it, uh, you know, whilst I was on the bench. So I managed to get some of the, uh, some of the action before I went on. Uh, I tried to beg the manager not to put me on yet, but um, no, I had to go on. But... At what point did you decide that it was fair for you listening to <laughs> <laughs> I missed a lot of the second half, which actually, by the sounds of it, was our best half as well. But you know, I've, I have had a catch up of uh, all the reports, and uh, obviously, I've uh, popped on the highlights and tried to gather what, especially what I missed in that second half. And uh, it did sound like we were very unlucky. I mean, um, it sounds like their goal came against, against the run of play. I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's what the sort of uh, gist of it I was getting. And uh, like you keep saying about the the mistakes we've made, in some ways, I'd rather us make these mistakes now. Obviously, we still got to draw at Crew which uh, if we make mistakes and get a draw away from home I'll take that and then the cup I don't really care that we're out of the cup I mean it'd be nice if we did get through the second round and we got a good tie but I'd rather us focus on this league let's have a good run in the FA Cup that's the main cup and uh, and, and go from there so I don't really mind that we're out An interesting point that you bring up there which we'll come on to very very shortly indeed but first it's the sort of the start of the podcast so we have to do the, the connection question which is one of our feature seats I'm not even going to ask Cam because I've realised that I've printed out the question and all the wording for it and he's sat next to me and he's looking directly at <laughs> and I think Mark's probably done the same no, as well. I've so not seen it. Oh, you'll be, you'll be you should think that. Sure he's not seen it, so... Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so last week, obviously, we explained what the collection question is. It's basically a part of the show where I ask you guys a question which is related loosely to the next upcoming fixture and at the end of the show, I reveal what the answer is and people at home guess if they want to, which is... That's pretty much it, really. It's self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, this week's question, then. Which thrice Mansfield Town defender captained Forest Green Rovers on the opening day of the 2010-2011 season against the Stags at the One Club Stadium after being surprisingly released by then Stags boss David Holdsworth only to go on and return two seasons later to help us win the football conference? Nathan, do you think you know the answer without saying who it is? Um, potentially. Cam, I know you know the answer. Well, if, if you hadn't have looked at the sheet, would you have known who it is? Yeah, I would. And Mark? Yeah, got no idea. Okay, so we'll leave that one lingering in the air like the smell of stale Bovril and, and, and potential pouring rain last night. Now, yeah, my Bovril were last nice last night. Well, let's just not talk. Let's talk <laughs> about your Bovril, but let's not talk about the tea at Alfin. That's another story entirely. Well, yeah, uh, look, it looked like sludge, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to see tea <laughs> like that—an absolute disgrace of tea making. One thing which wasn't a disgrace though. Uh, last night and in general actually and I want to bring particular praise to him is uh, Stags groundsman Mez he's done a fantastic job on the pitch and last night God bless him he must have painted the lines on that pitch about 40,000 times anyone else notice? Well uh, it was a bit crazy because you looked at the pitch at half time it, it was just a green patch there was barely any lines on it there was just these two random goal mouths and it was you went over them with the lines but ten minutes later they were nearly gone and I thought you know what what's the point you look at it and it's just it just got worse and worse and I'm really surprised that we actually made it through that game yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot, though, doesn't it, to the Radfords as well, because they've obviously put a lot of money into that into that pitch. You know, we've put about a hundred thousand pounds to go onto the pitch. A lot of games, uh, well, like like the likes of Grimsby got called off, didn't they, last night? Um, I think it just goes to show that investment 
has obviously worked because uh, it did hold up, didn't it? Is that going to make the difference at the end of the season? You know, we've been in position so many times, especially in the conference, where it comes to October, November, December, when the rain's hammering it down on Tuesday night, you're getting frozen pitches, you're getting games postponed, and then you've got a backlog. Is the fact that the Radford family have made such a, an investment into the pitch going to help us over the line in the team this season, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the style of play we're playing as well is going to be a massive thing as well. So, I mean, you've got to say it's going to be one of the top pitches in the league too. I mean, like I say, the money that's been spent on it and that's going to going to really look good, you know, in all conditions. So, it's certainly it's good to be prepared. Did anyone else want want us to score late on last night and just see a player sort of get on the back and slide all the way down the <laughs> pitch? Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember who it was, but I think it was Mal Benny. That made a crunching tackle. Yeah, yeah. He must have slid about ten yards <laughs> further down the pitch. It looked great because it's yeah. just this massive streak, like that, really. streak in the in the grass <laughs> oh, where he just. Oh, it was. I tell you, it would have been fantastic last night in that game, Jamie Maguire. Oh, oh ja- yeah. Jamal would have loved that game yeah. last night. He definitely made a splash, wouldn't he? Uh, That's it. (laughs) We're done. We're done. Go on. Stop it right there. Let's move, uh, obviously, back to talking about the the crew game and and the Rochdale game. Of course, we were talking a little bit about defending corners. We were talking about being caught actually on the on the counter attack a little bit. I think that's true. I think one thing which highlighted for me, certainly reflecting on both games afterwards, was the fact that even though we sort of went a goal down twice against Crew, we fought back. We went a goal down last night against a good, strong Rochdale side. We fought back and we didn't stop fighting back into the, the final minute. One thing we wouldn't have done in previous seasons is have that fight. No. See, it's the commitment to the players that they're actually wanting to push forward. We've not had a team that in the last few seasons that would actually just keep chasing the game before we'd go 1-0 down 2-0 down whatever the score would be and we'd just roll over to whoever we were playing against and I think I think one game that puts that into perspective was Portsmouth away last season obviously Adam Murray's last game but just the comparison between that team and the team that we've got now we went 1-0 down 2-0 down the game just ran out ran away from us we never really looked like getting another chance at it but crew 1-0 down um, against them good side I've got to say they were a fantastic team nobody were expecting that but we we fought back and we were strong yeah there was a couple of mistakes and there was bits of the play that we need to improve on but just as a general I think we have got the, the team that could possibly take us up this season with the players that we've got yeah absolutely I mean crew was a tough place as you say and a lot of teams will struggle going there you know and to get a point away from home anyway is a good so yeah, to go a goal down and you know we've got that in the locker now where we can come back and you know turn the game on its head now so it's, it's fantastic we've got that one thing I do think will happen though throughout the season I do I genuinely do feel it very nearly happened at Crew. Um, we are probably going to lose a couple of matches to late goals, and they're never nice to take, are they? They're horrible to take. But at the same hand, I think we're probably going to go and win some with late goals as well. So I think what we can say is, although we're going to get those down down moments where we do concede those late goals from counter attacks, etc., I think one thing we can be assured that we're going to get is some excitement this year. Steve Evans compared this season to a long train journey and talked about picking up bags of coal, and I think. Opening weekends, you'd have, even before we kicked off, you'd have taken one bag of coal, so to speak, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, point on the board, and you know, so we're not we're not lost the game, and I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's only a point, but I mean, a point away from home, first game of the season, something to build on. But yeah, a point's better than a loss. But even a loss at this early stage, it, in the long run, I don't think it's going to affect many teams that much. You look at is League Two going to be as open as it was last year? I don't think it will be. No. How long do you think it, before it, it takes shape? Because last year. It, we 
we've probably all sort of said individually or whatever that by October, November you'd know but then by October, November it was so wide open is there going to be a, a smaller clique this year who's going to start to take control? I think you're probably going to be looking at Coventry, Swindon I'd probably say Grimsby will be up there as well I think probably us will be up there with the players that all the teams have brought in and just the strength and depth that they've got in the squads in the first place I think the depth's going to be a key point this season so if the weather bad weather comes you're going to get injuries from bad tackles and we're actually due a bad winter I think aren't we because we've, we've not, we've not, 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 so we've not had a home time, game called off in three years yeah. is, that, is that is that due to the weather or testament to Mez a bit of both both yeah. really I think it's both we, had a, we have had a good winter we've, we've yeah. had bad well not exactly a bad winter but it's, it's just been rain all the time mm. what would you classify as, as a bad winter then Nate how how badly would, would I think you say it would affect us what affects I think snow is uh, going to be the, the main factor I mean obviously we've got covers and things now so I think we'll I think we'll survive the, I think the winter this year we're going to be absolutely fine but what, what I'm saying is over the last few years like say like you just mentioned we haven't had much snow or anything like that so we have had fairly mild winters and yes like campers we have had rain which has affected uh, a lot of clubs around the country but even like I say thanks to the, the great work of Mez looking after the pitch we still haven't had many games postponed so I think we'll be fine on that front to be honest but like I say, we are due a bad winter, but I think we'll survive it, whereas other clubs might not. Yeah, I guess another thing, important thing about that is as well is how, you know, quick Paul Rayner and, and, and Steve Evans can work in terms of the training because you, you, you look at having a bad winter, we've got such a big squad now, it's in terms of being able to find a venue which is quick enough. But another positive, I guess, is the, having the 3G at the stakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, but it's down to, if we get like, two three foot of snow that's not going to make any difference it's going to be down to over the winter months if we get that bad weather you're going to be training inside it's not getting players ready for that cold uh, cold Tuesday night in Accrington for example is the old football uh, yeah nobody, want, nobody wants a cold Tuesday night in Accrington <laughs> but, that, but, that's, in Accrington. but <laughs> that's the sort of thing that you get and I think if we do get this bad weather I think that's where most clubs will be down to if we get the bad weather I think that's where we faltered in the conference a lot. We had a, that few years we were in the conference. We always seemed to get bad winters. We had like two, three foot of snow, and it was crazy. And you looked, we were looking good for a few seasons, but we just tailed off at the end. At the end of, the, end of the day, every other club's in the same position if we get oh, a bad yeah, winter. So I just think we we've got an advantage there now because we've got like I say the great pitching in there obviously we've got to consider what, how we're going to train and things but so has every other club but, but at the end of the day if we've got home matches throughout that period the chances are ours is going to be on and other clubs aren't and they've got to catch up with those fixtures so and that will always come to pay as well I mean we've we've been lucky once when it comes to a rearranged fixture remember Hereford a, a couple of years ago wow. that original game was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch and it ended up being the game which, which took us up eventually but I think it's a good point that you raised because if teams towards the back end of the season, you know, who, who are up there and need to keep going, who perhaps have got smaller squads than us slightly, are playing two games a week, maybe maybe even three, trying to play catch up, and we've, you know, we're just playing one. That's that, that's surely good for us in terms of fitness, and being able to last the ninety minutes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it plays into our advantage as well. So you know, like I say, if no one, we're not catching up on it, so it's in our hands in that respect. Let's have a <coughs> brief reflection then on last night. One thing which I was very annoyed about, actually, which uh, was... I should never get annoyed about what people say in the stands, but it, it's... 
the criticism of Danny Rose for, for missing <laughs> oh, the that, penalty. That was, yeah, obviously. Me. Are we all on the same page here? That yeah. It wasn't a bad penalty. It, was it wasn't a, good a bad save. penalty. It was a good save. And In those conditions, you can't really do much difference. You just need well, to breathe off Yeah, it. there's the point. I mean, it was absolutely hammering it down all day yesterday. If you try and place a penalty in the corner by skidding it across the surface, as, as you do when you try and place a penalty into, into the corner, it's going to zip away and probably drift wide. So mm. the best option there, surely, is to hammer it hard and low. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't bolt into it. I mean, it as hard as you could, though. That's all we asked for, really. Yeah, and it, I, I, there was another thing as well about, you know, we created chance after chance after chance. We did the same against... At crew on Saturday and we perhaps didn't have the look of the draw people saying we need this this big striker uh, have your opinions changed over the last seven days having watched the, the two games that we need that out and out striker or are you still happy that Danny Rose Leangol and, and with Amari Sterling James and Jimmy Spencer in backup will do the job I still think Leangol will definitely get the goal it's just a game and it's only early stages yeah. I mean, we've only played two games you know so there's plenty of games to go yet for that but I still think yeah I think we need an extra striker that can still have at least about 10-15 goals yeah, I think that is. Oh, I don't know really, to be honest. Are you on the fence slightly then? Yeah, I, do, I, do, I really I mean, don't know, to be honest. For me, I, I look at Crew for a prime prime example. They had absolute quality up front in, in Porter as well, and you know, and, uh, and Dagnall was the, the, yeah. the other name as well. Them two were quality pairing, both experienced players, scored goals at League One, League Two, Conference, been there, done it. Yeah. If we were going to sign, go and sign a striker that's the sort of player I'd want to, to go out and sign rather than a, a younger player but yeah. then my worry would be where does Leanne Goll and, and Danny Rose fit into the picture well, it's a big juggling act that's it isn't it yeah that's it I, 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 I would probably say that if we did have that big goal scorer out there that we need or well, that a lot of people say that we need that could have been the difference between last night and and Saturday getting you know either the three points or, or possibly getting into extra time or getting through to the next round so in that aspect, I think we do. And I know what you mean about how are you going to keep all the other players happy that's up there. But, I mean, a lot of people was also commenting at the week, um, sorry, last night, about uh, Sterling James, about whether he should actually be a striker or whether he should be a winger. Because a lot of his success uh, last night did come when he went out wide and he was cutting in. And he, he was running rings around, the, you know, a, a League One, a very good League One side. He had, a, you know, some very good spells. And I think he did the same at Crew, didn't he? He had some very good spells there as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I agree. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I, I agree. But um, one thing which, which for me, I would be happy with him doing that if he was playing in a wide role. Hmm. It was a centre, it was playing centre forward, which for me left us short in the box. Spencer's not a, that's what I'm saying. If, if we get a striker in, we can. He's still going to be a, an influential player, and he. he that's, we've got an option of putting him out on the wing, so we're still going to be having the effect from him, even if we get a striker in. So we don't have to worry about, you know, say him for example, of, of being left out of the squad. So he, I think he's going to be a big player for us this season. Another player which has sort of been highlighted on Twitter. Just looking through our tweets. If you want to get involved on that, by the way, we are at MCFC Matters, and all of our uh, Twitter accounts are in the description. Uh, below and on the website and have you we sort of put a tweet out on uh, Saturday night one which came back was saying uh, one thing's for sure if Pierce doesn't start some game soon he will leave good enough to start for the champions of this league he did start Tuesday night against uh, against Rochdale had a temporary moment of forgetting who we played it was it last yeah. night it's been a very long day people very long day uh, he did start last night will he keep his place on Saturday against Forest Green hopefully yeah I mean it's been you know one of the most consistent performers and I think you know it you know what you're going to get with him and that. I mean, hopefully he will do because, you know, he's done the fit wrong in that respect to be out of the team, really. So I think he'll, he works well in defence. I definitely have him in the team. 
and I, I think as well there obviously just on that comment Cam um, would, do you think he, he would be tended to leave if he wasn't getting the games or do you think we've, we've brought in enough quality for him to, to, to say I, I need say, to step up my game I wouldn't say that we've brought in enough to warrant him leaving I don't think that I think personally I think Pierce is probably going to get more time than Murphy. Obviously, Murphy's played two games already this season. Shaky against Crew, but he looked more solid against Rochdale. I don't want to sound like I've got a vendetta at all, and I don't like criticising players, but for me, against Crew, the number seven, Porter and, and, and Dagnall for, for Crew, had the beating and red. Murphy all oh, day long. If you look, yeah. if you look back and, and analyse their second goal, he gets completely dragged out of position. The, the goal scorer was Porter, wasn't it? The goal oh, scorer yeah. spins off of him, runs into the box. He's unmarked. Murphy's nowhere near him. Free had a goal. Yeah. That you you can't defend like that. Oh no, definitely not. And I think I think they have worked hard in training. Uh, do they train on Sunday? I know they said they went um, in for a session after crew. They do, well, they do often come in for light, light well, work. But I think it's whenever, a Tuesday night match, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, whenever they have trained, they've obviously worked on something. Evans has spoke to him, or uh, I can't remember the, spot, the analysis guy's name at the Stags. Right. <laughs> Probably should have researched that anyway. Showed some, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but he's obviously worked with him because you're all Mansfield fans, honestly. <laughs> we are, we are. But um, he has worked. With someone, obviously, because it, it, it was a big improvement last night it against was, Rochdale. He, did he, d- night. he didn't look half the player that he was on uh, Saturday against Crew. It was, a, it w- I don't think he was like strong enough. I don't think he was battling in the air enough. But that's just settling into the team. I think it's down to obviously making the big gap between League One and League Two. Got uh, positions at the weekend. Obviously, Crew still a strong team, but Rochdale, you would say, you could tell are a League One team. They do look a lot stronger. Is the fact his improvement though not just down to the, the data analyst? That I'm not saying that he doesn't do a fantastic job because he clearly does. Uh, but there are, there's also a difference in there from Saturday on Saturday at Crew. He had Xander Diamond next to him last night against Rochdale. He had Christian Pierce next to him. Is there a partnership thing? Do you believe in that? I think I th- it matters. Yeah, yeah, it does matter. It's having that um, the trust within your other defenders because you know if you get dragged out of position ever so slightly, they're gonna either knock you back in line or come across a little bit just to cover, just in case you do. The ball does get put over the top or put past you. You're not in position. And that was happening quite a lot last night. They were they were out of position a lot, but they were just the way the game was flowing. I think every player was out of position at some point. Just how the game was played, it was a lot of ball in the air, players chasing back, trying to get under the ball, and it was completely different to what we had on Crew on Saturday. Yeah, it chucked it down at Crew, but not quite. As extreme as it did last night. Well, yeah, it's just about getting them out of fitness as well. That's a big thing as well. Obviously, players haven't, you know, had much pre-season minutes as well. It's going to take them a bit of time to get match fitness. But yeah, I mean, it's it's simple really. You know, the more minutes they get on the pitch and you know playing alongside the same players, you know, hopefully, you know, week in week out, then they're going to get a bond together and you know it's going to make the team easier for the team. I think one thing that's quite interesting, and I agree with this as well, is that yes, we are analysing the players over a couple of games, which obviously we are, everyone's going to do, but I can't remember if it was Steve Evans or Paul Reyna, one of them said that it's going to be over the, 
nine or ten games where they're going to really analyse these players to know who really deserves that you know that first team shirt and, and, and who's not quite made the cut and I think that's right I don't think you can really judge play, players over such short amount of games because there's so many you know the difference between Crew and Rochdale there's, you know, there's a big difference in how they both play the conditions are very different and obviously like you say the team the, the team around so say if you ju- ju- judging Murphy to be honest uh, there's different players around him so that's yeah. also going to affect that so you need to look at them over a more of a, a longer period than just a couple of games I think one thing which people perhaps are a little bit guilty of in, in some respects as well is looking at the fact that not every team you come up against plays a flat 4-4-2 and, and lumps it down, long down the channels not every team you come up against plays you know three at the back and, and tries to play it in midfield each team sets up differently each team has got different ways and styles of playing and it's about it's actually about the research and the scouting which he's done to it to how you counter that there's a lot football is it's not just a game played on grass is it it's played in the mind mm. oh definitely and I think the the development of technologies your, your cameras and things like that you can analyse things a little bit more in detail and I think that's crucial to certain games where it's you look at some games and you're like on paper they look exactly the same but you look at the analysis that the scout, like scouts have done the management teams have done they'll see the differences in the teams whereas us we'll, we'll see little bits but we won't see everything I mean the other thing as well I mean the other good thing about having a big squad as well, you're going to have certain players playing against certain teams, you know. So that's another big thing about having a big squad as well, rotating it as well. So that's the what styles. I like to call the, the Jamie Maguire syndrome, isn't it? You know, the, the games where you're going to go to on a Tuesday night, where you've got to have a player who's going to let's let's be honest about this, it's going to get under someone's like, skin like and like proper annoying. Yeah. yeah absolutely smash through yeah. someone in the first minute stop pinching him every yeah, time the day, yeah. well I think a key a key thing from last season let's re-sign Jamie Maguire let's <laughs> just get that in there now yeah? <laughs> Steve if you're watching man get crush. it sorted man crush <laughs> but uh, I think a key one uh, for that last season was you look at someone like Jamie Maguire and Wickham's Adebayo Akifenwe yeah. you look at the games that Impact they played players. they did They and Maguire really got under Akinfenwe's skin there's these niggly little tackles that Akinfenwe didn't like Akinfenwe's a big guy and he's strong but he's not quick enough whereas Jam is he's little but he can it can move never underestimate was... the power of Jamie Maguire <laughs> uh, let's move, move on slightly uh, before these Cam starts chipping with some other stuff uh, let's move on slightly to uh, obviously we're talking about having a big squad there um, one thing which we've got again this year is, is the under 21s or under 23s depending on which way you want to categorise it let's just call it the reserves um, and have a look at that obviously reserve, reserve Maguire obviously involved in that setup. and how imperative is it when we have home games wherever they played whether it's Clipson Rainworth or the One Course Stadium or, or wherever how imperative is it to have those players who aren't starting on a Saturday <coughs> in the league how important is it for them to make sure they are getting in that side to get them competitive minutes because yes it's a reserve league yes a lot of teams don't take it seriously but at the end of the day a reserve team fixture is a lot better and a lot more competitive than say an 11 in the 11 training how important is it to, have to, to get those players involved Match, think, match fitness isn't it yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's what they need it, yeah, if, if they like I say training is one thing but um, if they are really going to come in on a game on a Saturday or a Tuesday night or whenever if they're going to come in and, and make a real impact they need to be match fit and I think what Evans said at the beginning of the season is crucial uh, not fit to play fit by playing and I think that's going to be a big part of this season the players that aren't quite fit enough playing in the reserve teams 
so that they are they can get that fitness back so that they are match ready and then even if they're not making the starting 11 chucking him on for the last 15 minutes if we need someone let's move from present to past now with the start of a brand new feature which I referenced on last week's podcast and then like the proverbial idiot completely forgot to, to, to run through it it's called the ultimate 11 now this is one where we want you guys at home to interact on Twitter and on Facebook after each episode we're going to be putting a, a poll for you to vote on there basically what we're going to do each week is we are going to pick uh, or, or our panel will pick uh, their favourite player uh, to don a stag shirt from any season uh, from the past whether it be a trialist a loney or otherwise from a certain position they've got 60 seconds and 60 seconds only and we are going to be timing it maybe maybe not um, to uh, put their bid for their player to you guys at home to vote on on Twitter the player with the most votes uh, before we start recording the next week's podcast we'll make it into our ultimate 11 there are only two rules though guys you can't pick a current player and you can't pick the same player as another panellist are we clear on the rules before we start yeah I don't yes. want to get through this series and then you know be breaking these rules are we clear on the rules yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent this week's position will start with the, the the man between the sticks the men we can't choose between this year obviously Bobby Lesnick and Comrade Logan which we'll come on to shortly it's the goalkeeper Cam you've got some goalkeeper clubs actually down, down behind <laughs> I isn't have we? Yeah. We, me and Nathan arrived together here here at Carback Park I've been working all day been working since half nine this morning by the way oh, um, <laughs> on it's only half past ten now by the way yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually let's, let's be factually correct it's coming up to four minutes to six on this Wednesday evening um, so well he's going to get his iPhone watch out in a minute and start playing that and printing around it my point is me and Nathan arrived this together after a bit of a mad dash to, to get stuff done we arrived we walked straight into here at Carbank Park lovely place it is as well and what do we see? These two playing football. Did they invite us for a kick around? No, they didn't. No, we didn't get any well, you was yeah. working and we knew that Nathan was being picked up by you. So it's, Nathan won't be here until you got here. It's just here. Yeah, it's it's I don't know about you, Nathan, but I think that these two have got a little bit of a sub-relationship going on and yeah, we should love yeah. them too. What do you think? It's not good for the dressing room, this. Yeah, but it's not quite as There's already a split in the match from that podcast dressing room. It's all warming up. second episode. Someone's brewing, but we're not quite sure what yet. Well, let's not talk about you and dodgy brews. Anyway, let's move on. Obviously, goalkeeper is the main choice. Cam, I think we should do this in order of people who've made international appearances uh, for, for England so let's start with, with Nathan obviously well, that's kind I haven't made a technically an international did you come appearance. on as a sub yeah but it wasn't a technical and it wasn't an England game so I haven't made my international appearance until uh, two you weeks ago you try and do so. something nice by offering him to go first <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to wait and see what no, you I'll take, take it. it I'll take it okay uh, your favourite goalkeeper Trialis Loney or otherwise um, from any season previous you can pick absolutely anybody uh, and then uh, give us a reason first of all just give it give us a name uh kevin pilkington okay cam david groff david groff oh so permanent captain loney mark elaine marriott elaine marriott it did sound like a <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just me i've not gone mutton in this year have i know <laughs> Alan Murray. Murray. <laughs> so I was going to choose. You've chosen who I was. This is. I've made this game for. I've already shot myself in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> you, Nathan. You've chosen who I was going to choose. You've also chosen who I was going to choose. This is actually uh, actually tough. Um, 
Spanner in the words. Paddy Gamble. No, no, no Jason White. Jason White. I am going to choose. You've gone for quite recent, so I, I will honour the old guard and, and go for Kevin Hitchcock. Okay, he did play for us. Yeah, Wembley, obviously. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I was thinking. I thought for a minute I got the last name wrong. It's been a very long day. Right, we're going to have sixty seconds now for. Each of us to sort of stake our claim to, to put our player in the team. Hopefully, if I remember to do this, we'll add some nice little sound effects in the background as well. But if it doesn't happen, you listen to this and the sound effects don't happen. There's not like a fantasy clock on the screen. Uh, I couldn't be bothered. I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the way it is. Uh, so Nathan, obviously, you've chosen uh, Kevin Pilkington to be your goalkeeper for the Mansfield Matters Ultimate Eleven. Please tell us why. In three, two, one, go. He helped us get promotion. That's all I can really say. I mean, it's uh, many uh, many years ago when he was with us, but he was with us for quite a few years. I can't remember how many years off the top of my head, but two he was spells. with us for a while. Yeah, two spells as well. Um, but no, I, I just think he was a very good uh, shot stopper. But his character as well—he always seemed to be balling and shouting—and uh, I think he got himself sent off a couple of times as well, didn't he? So I just—I I think uh, he was with us at a very crucial time, and he—he—he uh, he, he just. Um, you just fit into that, that team I think so yeah you've got another 30 odd seconds so are, you, are you happy with that or? no I'm happy with that you don't want to do yeah. the whole vote vote for me sort of thing and, and you know vote for Kev is a vote for quality <laughs> I like it I like it I'll stop it there okay uh, let's mix up a bit Mark let's, let's go for you you've chosen Alan Marriott pretty in pink Alan Marriott of course yeah. uh, the goal scorer against that goal against Rex I'm probably, I'm probably doing his bidding for him aren't you I? Are, uh, right, 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 right. can we just sure? bring that back a cup uh, pretty in pink wet night uh, absolutely hammer it down scoring a goal you won't believe this Craig actually wanted Alesnik to score one of them sort of goals last night <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy when he went forward for that corner it was it was like I turned to you and I said Did I? But in the last five minutes I went if I shout loud enough in a Scottish accent go on Bobby you think he'll run forward <laughs> I'm not going to do it uh, right Mark Alan Marriott why should he be in the Mansfield Matters Ultimate 11 3 2 1 go well, you know, when he was the spell, when he was with us, he was a fan favourite. Obviously, a pivotal role getting us up from the conference, and you know, a lot of fans wanted him to stay on, including myself in the league. And you know, many felt disappointed that Paul Cox didn't keep him on an extra year. You know, I mean, obviously, for his spell when we had Stafford Stewart afterwards, and it was difficult for him to replace him really. And you know, with so many matches that he had performed so well, and you know, even now, fans beat Ali over him, and he was a you know fantastic instrumental part, and like I say, of getting us up and. You know, it would have been nice to have seen him have a fair crack in the league because he deserved it. You know, he did nothing wrong, and you know, for me, he always be a legend. But he, he, he done, yeah. Thirty-seven seconds. I, I don't. I should have shortened this to thirty. 30 I seconds. thought a minute was was good enough. But there you go, Cam. You went for David Groff. Tell well, us this why. Is be short and sweet. In, um, in, in three. Two, do I even need to type? I do. <laughs> right, first. Yeah, just go. do it. Uh, well, I think David <coughs> Groff. Fair enough. He only played a couple of games for us, but I think they are. The couple of games that he did play, possibly the most crucial ones in our recent history. Um, no, I'm not talking about the ones that we got promoted, but obviously Wembley. He played the two big games against Luton in the first first leg, second leg. Um, just as a general, he was just solid in in the goal. He was bossing players around. 
he just really had he knew what this meant to Mansfield and what he meant what what well obviously Marriott was injured we had to get someone in it to replace him and I think Groff was for the games that we had to get him for I think he was a good replacement obviously it was a lucky not to get that walk out at Wembley because Marriott was then fit again but I think you know what on merit, I think Groff's probably one of the better goalies that we've ever had on on loan. The rest have been a bit woeful, but you know what? Fair play to him. Got us to Wembley. Can't complain. Oh, this is right. Um, you're gonna have to move with me because we are attached, but literally, we are attached. I'm gonna show this to the camera. See if it will focus on. Like it has indeed. Look at that. One minute bang on from Cam Felton. <laughs> hey. That's, that is the expert of Cam. Have you ever done any radio work, Cam, by any, by any chance? Has that, has that been... In all fairness, I have, but it was done. all self-taught and all that. Self-taught? <laughs> <laughs> guess guess who's watching home later. Somebody's walking home later. Okay. Um, I had a little sort of um, thought while I was thinking about that, thinking about my choice, and can I change it? Deliberation. Shall we? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. going on about rules, wasn't well, he? Earlier. Depends. Yeah, rules, yeah. depends. <laughs> we'll listen to you. Then we'll see if we allow it. Yeah, let's go. You've got to make a good claim for your player. If not, then you've got to stick with the original, and you've got to pitch a claim for him as well. Okay. <laughs> the Beast, Brian Jensen. Yeah, let him keep it. Yeah, we'll let you keep that one. Hitchcock, you are indeed a stag legend, and I'm sorry that I've had to, to, to change my choice, but I will explain why. If you want to, if you want to be deliberator on this camp, oh uh, hello, yes, fine, yes, right, go. Brian the Beast Jensen, many years in the Premier League, many years a legend, feared by many, but indeed a very good shot stopper. He's mentioned earlier on about the Sasha Studer era, the Dimitar Ivitimov era, where, let's just face it, they're a little bit dodgy. I love Sasha Studer's a bit, don't get me wrong. Jensen comes in as goalkeeping coach with Scott Shearer there as well. And then Scott Shearer gets a little nasty bite against Sheffield Wednesday in the League Cup. Notts County is the next fixture away. It's an important derby. It's a Friday night. We need a hero. And who steps into the lineup? But Brian, the beast. Jensen, clean sheet, marshalled the defence, kept us in the game with numerous, numerous saves. He was fantastic, he was strong, he was a lion, he was the beast, he is the best. This is a vote for Brian the Beast Jensen. Make it count. That was impressive. Uh, one minute point four nine. Oh, so slightly. I, no, I'm happy with that. I think yours yeah. was about four nine. Yeah, no, no, no. Mine that. was one minute point three three. Now, if you want to look at that, then the camera's there. I'm sure you'll look at it on the review. Shut up, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but honestly, I thought that was quite good. You look at Brian Jensen, fantastic, and I think. What a better player to bring in for the first local derby. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you there because I think you've sort of you've answered my next question already. Obviously, we've all heard each other's uh, pitches and each yeah. other's choices. I'm going to go along the line, starting with Nathan. If you were to obviously you can't vote for your own, but if you were to <laughs> vote for anybody else's, then who would you vote for? It's quite a simple question, really. Just remember, he's taking you home. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, it was going to be between before you threw. If, if you didn't throw Jensen in there, I'd have gone with Alan Mario. But it's probably going to be Enter now. 
So you, 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 you've got, you've started with me over Mark with, with Jensen. I have, yeah. Okay, Cam, obviously, you know, you, you've got um, Pilkington, Marriott and Jensen to choose, to choose between. Who would you, who would your vote be for? I'd say Marriott because arguably one of the best players that we've had recently, just as a, a, a general thing. Um, but I think without him, we would probably it take us longer to get out of the conference without him and I think to get into the positions that we've had against these local teams obviously Notts County we spent a couple of years without them in the league yeah. and I think without Marriott I don't think we'd have got to com- uh, back to the league as quick yeah, Mark obviously between the beast Brian Jensen obviously David Groff and uh, Sir Kevin of Pilkington who are you going to go for? Uh, it's got to be the beast again. I mean, the wealth of experience supporting as well. You know, it was a character as well, and a good goalkeeper and coach, and it was a good role model for the younger players as well. So, you know, it just brought that calmness as well. And yeah, it's, it's a tough one for me really because you three have chosen three choices that I would have gone for. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> um, David Groff was an absolute fantastic keeper, young keeper. Yes, some will argue that he was the person in goal at Hayes and Yeddy when Tyrone Thompson scored that own goal um, that <laughs> own goal was the flukiest thing to happen ever that could have happened to anybody at any yeah. time uh, and Groff was such a character as you, as you mentioned coming your little pitch he was fantastic in the FA Trophy and afterwards he was an absolute joy to interview and uh, he's actually recently got married so from all of us at Mansfield Matters congratulations Groff yeah. it, it's fantastic to see him actually doing so well actually over, over abroad mm. um, other than, than Groff between Marriott and Pilkington Marriott scored that goal obviously the pink shirt which was made famous as Cam you said obviously got us out of the conference with su- superb performances and what have you but it has to be Kevin Pilkington there is a reason and you can you can joke and you can bring the is it the because he didn't save uh, is it because he didn't save Louis Briscoe's penalty that sent us to Wembley I'll add that in there but uh, no actually in all seriousness um, the reason I actually got into watching football was because shock horror ginger glasses uh, I was quite uh, bullied at, at, at school as you can well imagine and uh, <laughs> one thing for me which was sort of a bit of a, a relief was actually going to watch football and uh, Kevin Pilkington happened to be playing in goal for Mansfield on the first game that I went to watch don't ask me who it was against because I can't remember he had an absolute blinder and I wanted to be Kevin Pilkington he was the captain he was the leader he had respect he had authority he had all those qualities which I strived for so for me he'll forever be a hero yes he went to Notts County yes he broke Chris Beardsley's leg yes he you know was slightly loathed for it for his kicking but to me he will always be a hero and that can be my pitch as well. Uh, <laughs> there. there we go. Edit Nathan's out. We'll just get crazy yeah. in instead. How good you mime him? We'll do my pitch over your boy. Oh, fantastic! Let's move back then to the to the, the here and now. Forest Green Rovers. By the way, before we do, uh, vote on Twitter at MTFC Matters and on Facebook as well. And if you want to join in the, the conversation with all of us, our Twitters. Uh, are on are in the description for you to listen to. Let's move back to the here and now. Then, as I say, Forest Green Rovers at the One Course Stadium on Saturday. How important is three bags of coal, Nathan? Massive, I think. It, I think it'll just get us going. Uh, um, you know, uh, Forest Green, new side of the division. They're, they're not. They're not going to bring a lot of fans, are they? Let's, let's be honest about that. So, I'm not expecting a big support away from, from them, even if it is their first away game. Uh, but 
you know, that's our first proper home game. Let's get three points on the on the board and, and move forward from there. Do we have a bit of a psychological advantage on this? Because or psychological advantage? Sorry if I get my words out. It's been a long day. Half past nine started this morning. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Forest Green in the cup last night. They went all the way to extra time, very close to the new style ABBA penalty shootout, where the winner would have took it all. Um, you stole my joke. <laughs> I said that last night. Yeah, sorry. If you have, by the way, if you want to have a look at some more ABBA puns, do visit my match report blog from last night, where you can see numerous match report. Nice little plug in there. Thank you. Uh, moving on. Uh, Marks is on there as well. Just for. Cam, you should start writing, and then we'd have three bloggers and Nathan. Do what vlog. You, want. you vlog, yeah. yeah. Check out Nathan's <laughs> vlog channel, by the way. You've not vlogged today. No, I haven't. Have you, you found your channel? Yeah. Why? Yeah, this is yeah, why. That's, because that's, before we move on to Forest Green, let's <laughs> find out this story. Well, all, all it was is that uh, we've had this situation before where me and my partner Emma, who's uh, now before you start before you start slating her and slagging her off, I don't want to split you up. Is there anything that you're going to say in here which is likely to cause you to have your nuts chopped off? Probably. Carry on. We've lost a couple of leads before, and she was adamant I, I lost them. You know, like, you know what women are like. And they, well, well, let's not go into that. But she, she, she reckons she's always right. Not Yes, so she believes she's always right. She was adamant she didn't take the camera home. Uh, I spent the whole day t- turning the room upside down, searching everywhere, couldn't find it. I said, "Are you sure you haven't got it?" She was absolutely adamant. Five minutes later, I get a text from her. Oh, I found it in my washing basket. In a washing basket. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It was in a in a jeans pocket apparently, and then it you know fallen out and ended up in there. So <laughs> so it hasn't been washed. Well, it's waterproof anyway, so it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. but that'd have been great footage to be. It fair. would recording yeah. in there. Everybody wants to ever see yeah. it inside <laughs> of a washing machine. Yeah. Everyone wants to know what happens, but yeah. yeah so uh, the mystery of the unpaired sock solved yeah. by Nathan's YouTube channel. Yep. <laughs> and Nathan Edge was right once again. Have you found it, mate? So you have found it now. Yeah. But she's still got it. Is that the. That's correct. Uh, we're, we're off to <laughs> London tomorrow. Um, I'm going off for an award ceremony on Friday. Uh, talented Athlete Scholarship know, Award. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Um, but so, yeah, we're vlogging over the weekend. So if you're on YouTube, check out Nathan and Emma, and you'll find us on there. Some, uh, hopefully, yeah, it's entertaining. Like you the judge of that. Yeah. And when Nathan returns from his little break, obviously going off on international duty, he will be vlogging a little bit more about the behind the scenes of this uh, as well. So we'll, yep. we'll keep you up to date with that. Let's move back to, to Forest Green then. Uh, now you've got your little plug in for your subscriber. Do we get okay. a cut of the fee, by the way, for that? Yeah. Um, eventually, when, if I get enough subscribers, then we start uh, monetizing our channel, which will be a long, long way away. If I still know you, then maybe. If you still know <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich, so you can, you can go. Yeah. Uh, let's move back to Forest Green. And obviously, I was saying about the uh, psychological advantage in there Mark yep. they went all the way to extra time on uh, on Tuesday night in, in the Carabao Cup in the League Cup yep. the, or the Third World or whatever sports drink energy cup it's a mix between Powerade and Red Bull basically <laughs> um, they went all the way to extra time against the strong MK Dons side if yep. I've got the pictures right I hope yes. I have, yeah, I have. Yes. thank you Cam oh. um, <laughs> awkward if I haven't and uh, journalist uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're at home. They've got to then travel up to us on <coughs> Saturday. They've got a small squad, not got the, the strength and depth that we've got. They come up from the conference. They've obviously been to the One Course Stadium before. Yeah. They've got players who've played at the One Course Stadium before. Obviously, Lee Collins, ex yeah. Mansfield Town as well. So we know all about Steve Alex Yakoviti uh, as, as well in there, as you mentioned. Camu didn't play under Evans, but obviously Lee Collins. Yeah. Would, 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 yeah, well. Lee Collins. Yakoviti yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, was yeah. under Evans as well, but he didn't play under him, didn't nah, he? he was sort of yeah. towards the back end of his lane. Yeah. Um, 
so obviously, you know, there's players in there who obviously do know about the club and have played there before, but it's a long way for them to come. They will, they'll be tired after midweek. We've got to come out how we finished last night, and that is foot down, fifth gear, absolutely relentless, right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely, just go for it. I mean, we've got the own advantage, you know, we've got the play- I mean, I'm on paper, I mean, let's face it, we've got players that can do it. I mean, I know that's not football, but, you know, we just, all we've got to do is just go out attack, all out attack, basically, you know, just play the way we played like I think we can t- take any team to sort I mean that's make Field Miller Fortress really where place where teams be able to come it's an interesting one for me because obviously they've got a bit of a point to prove having tried for so many years to come out of the conference we know how difficult it is they're not a massively well supported club in terms of numbers it's a place in the middle of nowhere it's a small ground teams won't relish going there at it's all n- but they have got points to prove and against us that's the perfect platform to do it have we got to be wary of that I think yes because I think their fans will be up for it I don't there won't be many come up but um, they'll be up for it the players will be looking at it uh, obviously their management will be looking at the players right now over the training the next few weeks they'll be looking at uh, not the next few weeks the next few days looking at how we've taken games how we've actually looked at the games and how we've played and I think they'll be wanting to get a good start as well and I think you know what I think the I think the game's going to be won in the first half, to be honest. I think it's going to be a down to the first half performance of both teams that, that, that decide the actual game. Because if, if we can come out playing in the first half like we did against Rochdale in the second half, then I think you'd be looking at 2 or 3-0 before half-time. Nathan, agree, disagree? It's a potential banana skin, I think. You know, I think in football, it doesn't matter what the teams are like on paper, you can't underestimate an opposition if you go out there with that attitude you're you, you pretty much setting yourself up to be beaten so I think we've got to go out there respect them you know they, they're in League 2 for a reason but also we've got to believe in our own abilities and we've got some players a lot of our players have come from Championship League 1 they've, they've got to believe that they are better than them and go out there and actually have a bit of arrogance about them go out there and attack them from the set, offset get an early goal and then possibly then we could go on and see two or three like like Cam says but it depends on what attitude we got on that pitch I think and if we get a goal as well Mark early doors the one call stadium it's going to be rocking well yeah I mean hopefully we'll get a big attendance as well I mean a lot of people that if they went to crew they'd have seen you know, there was an attacking team there you know that could come back and hopefully we can get on the front foot and I think it'll be difficult for them to get back in the game really. so controversial topic um something which has been in my head for a while and again I'm probably going to get shot down for this but pre-season the quarry lane end w- was closed um, so everybody was in the north stand the, the, the Ian Greaves stand or, or, or what have you and uh, having people collectively there together obviously means the noise volume goes up a little bit more and the atmosphere improves a little bit yeah. would you have been inclined or be inclined at some point if numbers stay relatively lower than, than what we expect what we'd like them to be yeah. would you have perhaps not necessarily banned season ticket sales in the in the quarry lane but sort of just said use that for an overspill stand just to, at the start of the season at, at this point keeps costs down as it as it did last night in, in the cup in the yeah. pre-season but also to help us a little bit more with the atmosphere you've got Steve Evans and the players now over our side new dugouts in place with yeah. the Astro down there looks nice bar for the MTFC badge which needs to go in the middle it does yeah um, but just on that point before we get onto a, onto a sidetrack there would that be something which, which you which you'd back I know it's a controversial topic but it just helped it, for me I think it just helped the atmosphere a little bit yeah it's similar to what the Bishop Street I mean people are saying let's do that but it's similar to kind of reason I mean if you haven't got a high attendance and what's the point really so I think that would make sense to really just 
you know, not use it as much when the numbers increase, like you say. So, just to, just see how it goes more than anything. And I just think, for me, it's it just pre- keeps everybody together. You've, the atmosphere, for example, at Saturday at, at Crew, that, that's what sort of started ticking it over in my mind. Really, we was down the entire side yeah. of the pitch. Yeah. We filled it. The noise was great. It was fantastic. It yeah. was a good feeling. Wouldn't been wouldn't it be nice to have that at a home game rather than sporadic? It would. Season, I right? think. I think the atmosphere at Crew was down to well, there was a lot of fans, but they were all like they were all patched around. There were a lot of fans. Obviously, we were sat towards the noisy lot. That sit like miles out away normally, but they were they were just these odd patches of just fans. Just they were just shouting. The atmosphere was great all across that was the just stand. Mark. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure I thought Mark was actually going to knock Chris out at some point. Yeah. Uh, Chris, by the way, Craig's dad. Debatable. Well, yeah. Um, Donnelly says different, but yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was just great to have these different bits of atmosphere. You don't want it all in one place. It was spread out across the entire stand, and I think the sh- the actual shape of the stand itself helped quite a bit because it it kept the noise yeah. quite enclosed, and you could just pushing it straight out of the stand. Whereas if you the atmosphere at the one course stadium, because the stand's so tall, the, all the stands are so big, yeah. you lose so open as well. I think you lose a lot thing. of atmosphere. Yeah. Nathan, what, what about your perspective? Obviously, as, as a blind football supporter, does it make does it make it a, a better? Doesn't matter to where I sit for the view anyway. Well, I know that for sure. Well, but, yeah. but the one thing, I mean, the problem is away games. They just feel different anyway to home games. I mean, yeah. you know, away games, you're going away, and you, the atmosphere actually is probably there before you even arrive at the ground because you're travelling away. By virtue of the fact you are away from home. Yeah, and you've yeah. got other people with you. So I think that actually lifts the game anyway when you're away, whether there's a big crowd there, whether you're bunched together or not. Um, so at home, there's, uh, there's that factor as well. But the problem is, there's a lot of people that I would have sat uh, behind that goal for, for many, many years. Yeah. And. Um, you know, as as much as you know, you think it would be good to get everyone clumped together for for an atmosphere. You're still going to upset quite a few people who are going to want to sit in in that stand. So I don't think you'll. I mean, you can never make everybody happy anyway. But um, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to say. It's, like I say, it's a controversial topic. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, I mean, ideally, what we'd like to see is let's just get bigger crowds. That's what we need. Yeah. But that, that's one thing that has disappointed me this this year is um, well, this season in particular. That at the moment, the season tickets are still very very low. When you look in comparison to somewhere like Lincoln, who have sold over five, uh, sold over five thousand. Yes, they have just come up and they're they're on a high, but they've also got a lot a much smaller uh, population over there. And I know we've got the likes of Forest and places like that around us, and it's always going to be hard because obviously we've also been down in the conference where we lost a lot of supporters. And again, it's a financial aspect, but I would still like to have seen those that attendance, you know, those attendance again, rise. Again, I'm going to sit on the, the fence here and maybe probably rub people up the wrong way, which I don't intend to do whatsoever. But I've got to ask the question because it, it's ticking in my mind. Should the club have done more in terms of structuring payments for season tickets? Yes, they've got the deal which every football league club has where you can get it through the finance company for a, I'm not going to be honest, a bit of an inflated percentage rate as well over the the long term. Could the club have done something? We've got this ticketing system now, which is obviously it's the smart card. So could you have perhaps brought a card and brought 10 games for 100 quid or or something like that and, and maybe merge the options a little bit to try and encourage more people down especially with the Steve Evans factor which is there possibly but then I can see why or am I wanting too much I can see why clubs don't do it because they need to 
project cash flows and stuff yeah. like that. But then again, we haven't, you know, we're a wealthy club now, haven't we? So do we really need to worry about that much? What, you know, would it be good to trial, say, for a, a season to see what happens, see if, especially this season of all seasons where we are going to be aiming for promotion? Let's trial something like that, get some supporters in. And if it doesn't quite work financially as in a cash flow sort of point of view, then, then drop it for next year. But actually, say if it brings in an extra, I don't know, just for example, if it brings in an extra 500 fans, even if, say, we drop that scheme next year, still 250 or 200 might still come and that's still 250 gained from that trial so it might be worth you know like I say doing it as a maybe just a one season thing to see how it works I don't know but I'd imagine there's reasons behind why they would or why wouldn't do it uh, but it, I guess it was something worth experimenting. Once again, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? It wasn't a, a, a topic at all intended to uh, annoy anyone or anything like that. Just yeah, put the, yeah. the pins out there. Let us know, by the way, if you've got a, an opinion on that. At MCFC Matters on Twitter or on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. And if you want to direct your comments at me or at Mark or at Cam or at Nathan, our Twitters and our social media tags are in the description below this video or if you listen to the audio as well uh, the below there on the website two more discussion topics before we move on to the prediction league and wrap things up for the second Mansfield Matters podcast uh, we'll start with a very quick one and it's a look elsewhere at the club in terms of the youth team they started their uh, title defence in their league uh, on, on on Tuesday lunchtime at Rainworth Miners Welfare they played against the local rivals Chesterfield they drew uh, 1-1 this year Can we were talking about it before weren't we because we watched the kids a couple of weeks ago in that pre-season and friendly um, the ones who won the league now are actually too old to play in that division as per the rules so they're going to step up to the under 21s new bu- bunch of talent to come through but can John Dempster's side and the youth team side in general you know keep, keep it up the good work which they put in I think as long as the passion from the players is there I think they could I think we've got one of the we've not got the best development squad in the league, I not think by we've far. Got one of the best but development coaching structures in the league. But we've got. I you look yeah. at the side. You look at the competition. Uh, I think when went away to Doncaster last season, you looked at they'd organised like a mini tournament festival type thing on their little pitches, and the, the structure that they've got is massive. Yeah. They've got massive teams compared to ours, and I think as long as you can keep them players, I think it's going to be good. But I think, obviously, because Stags only started this a couple of years ago, I think we've still got to get to that phase where we're bringing through... We've got players coming through, but we're not really bringing any players through that are, like, going to rip the... Te- rip the um, it all depends on what division the senior side are in as well. I mean, if we were a conference side now, we'd be looking at the likes of Sam Wilson, your Zane Hakeems, you know, your Louis Dankers, who, who played in that friendly at Rainworth, mm. and, you know, you'd be saying, yeah, they'd, they'd probably have a chance to get in the squad. But in two years' time, when they're get into the age where they're going to be trying to knock on the first team door we want to be a championship club or at least a stable league one club yeah. Are they, you know it's a question of think getting them up to that standard isn't it Harry, really I think as long as yeah going back to what I said earlier I think I think the commitment from the players and the passion that they're going to play with I think is going to be a big point there's no point in having a player that's just going to play for themselves they need to play as a team they need to have that passion there and that's something you've got to learn from when you are in the youth team if you've not got the passion for the game then you're not going to get far and I think as long as they keep playing well as a team instead of just stand out performers you need to play well as a team if someone's not quite pitching in let them know come on pick your game up whatever get get the entire team going and I think that's what 
got me at Rainworth, I think, because obviously Jack Thomas played. And I th- well, is that uh, Johnny Radford flying over? Well, there's a helicopter. Uh, uh, new it is actually a helicopter as well. Mr. Radford, if you're listening, Mr. Radford, and you passed over Carbank Park on Wednesday at about 25 past six. Hello. Carry on, Cam, sorry. Anyway, yeah, I think at Rainworth on, well, the, the couple of Tuesdays ago, I think uh, giving that, giving young, he's still young, Jack Thomas, that role as captain, being able to influence, the, try and influence the game, I don't think he did. And I think that's what's going to set aside him to the, the younger players that are coming through now you look at the players that have won that league twice twice in a row and I think they're going to get further than what Jack Thomas did even if it's not with us Problem is, you, 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 you're talking about a lot of passion there and that that is one thing because I think players are going to need that sort of uh, that, that want to improve they need that in them but the problem is I think what Craig was alluding to earlier is that um, there's a big difference in the, the ability gap and that's the problem if if we stay in the two where we are which obviously we don't want but just let's say if we did say another couple of years that gap will obviously close we will bring in the youth team will improve and we'll bring in better ability because we we're, we're, we're catching up financially as well I think oh financially absolutely yeah we, so we're, we're still catching up but if we do progress how we aim to progress in the league and jump up to division one and division two we can't make the youth team progress any faster so then that's got even more catching up to do so I think for a while we're always going to have that catch up uh, and that's just plain and simply because of what happened because jump, dropping out of the league you know it's just it's, mm. we can't do much about it now all we can do is uh, I, I agree that we have got a fantastic setup in place but uh, we've still got a long way to go I think to catch up with uh, first of all with the first team but also with the competition uh, elsewhere as well and of course also sorry no, don't, I'm saying without you know putting too much pressure on the lads now I mean you look what they've done in such a short space of time I mean you know some of them's got pro contracts so it just shows you you know that we're moving forward off the pitch as well and you know all they need is game time and you know the more games they play with the first team into, you know, so it can only further their development really well, I'm definitely not a betting man but uh, if you want to put a cheeky pound on some of them ending up at Boston this year with uh, Jane Maguire and Adam Murray <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, let's move on obviously we wish all the, the youth teamers the best this year we'll obviously endeavour to try and keep you as up to date as possible with all their sort of their games and their results here on the podcast and on the website uh, as well final uh, bit of discussion point then for tonight I alluded to it earlier on we shouldn't judge players on uh, two games but there's a certain position which we've talked about a lot tonight in terms of goalkeeper which they've had 90 minutes each in, in, a, in a squad each I'm going to ask the question in turn down the line. I want one name for you. To start against Forest Green Rovers on Saturday, are we going for, for Conrad Logan or are we going for Bobby Olesnik? I'm going to start this end with Mark. Bobby Olesnik. Cam. Olesnik. Nath. He's He doesn't know. Yeah, Olesnik. It's going to go Olesnik. I would agree, and I, I don't know whether it, you agree on this, I think... We looked a little bit more secure at the back last night as a defensive unit, not necessarily in terms of you know, the changes that we made. Obviously, we'd swapped White for, for Bennett at right back and Pierce for Diamond at centre-back. But I think we just looked a little bit more defensively assured when, we, you know, when Rochdale came at us. He would come for cross a little bit more. He was a little bit more vocal. He was very, very unlucky not to actually get a hand to the goal. And I just felt he had a, 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 a slightly slightly better game and for me I think he would be the better choice on Saturday Mark your thoughts yeah definitely I mean again 
I mean, I know it's only one game he's played Logan, but I mean, come on, the keeper should be coming out and punching that at least, you know. And For the he, first goal? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah, Lesnier, I mean, he's, he's fast as well. And, you know, as you say last night, you know, he looked confident, you know, and I think the back four felt it as well, you know, there was no pressure. And I mean, come on, he couldn't do anything about the goal, you know, and he didn't really do much wrong. Superb strike, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Of course. And Cam, your reasons then, if you were you're going to put you in the mindset of Steve Evans now, it's Friday it's Friday night. In fact, no, it's match down Saturday. You've called both keepers to your office. Please don't do the action. I don't want to be sued by Steve Evans. We don't have the budget for that. Um, but um, if you were having a conversation with, with Comrade Logan and Bobby Lesnick in terms of who's going to start, what's the conversation? How does it play out? I think honestly, uh, firstly, I'd probably say good performances from both. You can't. Them up. I like it. It's you good can't. Start. You can't. <laughs> you can't let negativity get into the camp at this early stage. If you've got a negative team already, then you're not going to do well. And I think that's what's going to be hard this season, obviously, because he's got to change the team up. You can't. I think under Maury and Cox and whoever we had before. Uh, Russell and Oldsworth and all that they played the same team week in week out a lot of the time and we didn't really have the depth of the squad to change it and I think now that we've got two decent keepers in I think it's going to be a lot tighter of competition between the two but you'd from Evans's point of view you'd look at result I think I think not just the result as in like the actual match result you look at the result for how well the players performed you look on Saturday and yeah Logan had an alright game he didn't have the greatest game but there were some good parts in the game he was he didn't come out of his goal but he was still there he still made some good saves Alejnik Tuesday night didn't really put a foot wrong didn't really have much to do to he didn't have as much to do with no he didn't Logan has the problem and he didn't and but the saves that he has had to make have been have been absolutely top class and I think down to, just generally down to performance I'd probably say Alejnik definitely in goal for Saturday Nathan your your reasons for Alejnik other than just joining the, the, the rest of us well I just I, I, I think that's I think it's a fact that Logan probably did make a mistake Saturday and, and that's it that's the only reason why I think he might uh, put put a legend in for the for the league game and uh, but what I, what I do think as well is I think say if um, a legend does start on uh, on Saturday I would probably I'd put money on it for say say if we say for the up to the ne- to the tenth game of the season um, he won't stay in for the whole up to that tenth game I think they will they will change again in the next few games I, I think he's going to do the same he's going to carry on looking at them both and I think if one makes any mistake. The other one will just come in until until he fully knows who he trusted between those sticks. Definitely right then. It's time to, to wrap things up with the the, the prediction league. Before obviously. we do, uh, because sorry, just jump in uh, very quickly. Uh, just to make uh, supporters aware, if you're if you're listening to this, if anybody uh, has a visual impairment or knows anybody who has a visual impairment or blind or or just you know struggles with their sight, uh, from this Saturday against Forest Green, the uh, Mansfield Town audio descriptive service will be available for any supporters in the in the ground. So. Uh, if you would like to take advantage of that service which is uh, fantastic that the club have put it together uh, please go and uh, find ticket office first or this awesome stewards to uh, to get that service and, and make sure you take advantage of that yeah and we'll try and put the details of that on our website as well I can assure you as well that uh, the AMS sport guys have 
put together an absolute top quality uh, team there as well. Wish them all the best, and obviously uh, hope that that pays off for, for yourself, Nathan. Absolutely, for, for I'm looking forward well. to it. <laughs> yeah, Funny should. fact, I was actually going to go for that, but then I thought, you know what, I'm going to get my season ticket instead. <laughs> Let's move on very, very quickly uh, from uh, from that. Obviously, back to the prediction league. We'll come to the, this week's predictions very shortly. But first, we are two games in. I said to you guys uh, in our little Facebook chat, if you all sent me oh, privately yeah. uh, the teams and, and your guesses, that we would do it for last night's game. You all did. Yeah. Uh, so you obviously all saw mine in, in fairness. I can tell you that after two games, the league table makes for very interesting reading. <laughs> reading Cam. Yeah. You are propping up the rest at the bottom on 242 points. In third place on 310 points, it's Mr. Nathan Edge. Oh, in no. second place with 520 points, it's Mark and in first oh, place. This is a fix. It's not a fix. It's not a fix. <laughs> uh, this is how the game works, of course. Each week we predict the, uh, the, the score, um, which if you get the result and the score correct you get 10 points uh, for that if you get the outcome correct but the score um, wrong you get 5 uh, points for that you then get a 1 point per goal scorers uh, that you get right uh, as well which is why we've ended, some have ended up with you know Cam you've ended up with, with 2 I've ended up with, with 1 etc 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 uh, you get then we've just for the first game and for yesterday we decided to sort of do it on team selection yeah. I'm going to let that roll on actually because I think that's quite a, a good thing uh, yeah. to do as well uh, 10 points per correct player in the starting 11 subs don't matter it's all about the starting 11 yeah. then you can double your whole points for the whole season um, in total so it could be very very interesting indeed just by naming the correct captain so uh, at the moment I have got no predictions correct. Mark, you've got no predictions correct. Nathan, you've got no predictions correct. Cam, you've also got no predictions correct. However, one of us in this uh, little bench lineup here has got the outcome correct on one occasion, uh, which was Nathan, which gave you five uh, bonus points. Team selection, leading the way on team selection is again Nathan, actually. You've got 150 points from your team selections uh, so far. Second place is me with 140. Mark in second on 130. And then Cam in the last place on 120. This is where it gets interesting, though, obviously. It's all about the captaincy and doubling your points. I have obviously named the captain correct. Uh, I think I said Anderson <coughs> for, for last night, which yeah. doubled my points. Uh, Mark, you've also managed to do that, which jumped you up from 130 to 260 um, added up with all your other points and what have you uh, gives you a total of 520 time for this week's predictions uh, then we'll go very very quickly for uh, well uh, let's go down the panel actually would you rather say your team selections now on the podcast for everyone to hear it or would you rather just do the scores and goal scores and then send me your team selections uh, privately Nathan uh, what would you rather do um, I don't really know I, I say name it because the fact that against crew I had to name mine first and uh, so I was at a disadvantage there so I'm not going to argue with that logic actually yeah that's, yeah, fair, that's fair logic yeah. uh, right this week then um, because I'm at the lead whoever's at the top of the leaderboard each week will go first naming their prediction goal scorers that's me last every week then <laughs> <laughs> and it's all change all you need to do is get the captain right and you double your points um, so Mansfield Town 3 Forest Green Rovers nil. Uh, goal scorers two for Danny Rose and one for Christian Pierce. Uh, lineup I'm going to go for Alejnik, uh, White, um, Pierce, Diamonds, Benning, uh, Atkinson, Digby, Byram, and Anderson. 
uh, in midfield. Up front, I'm going to go for Rose and Angle. And captaincy, I'm going to give it to uh, Anderson once again. Second place in the table is Mark. Uh, I go 2-0 Stags. Uh, Angle to score and Anderson. Uh, starting lineup: Lesnick in goal. Defence: uh, Benning, Diamond, Pierce, White. Midfield: Anderson, Mellis, Digby, and. It's tough, isn't it, on the spot? It is, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say Sterling James and um, Angela Rose at front. Oh, interesting. It's got Sterling James as, maybe as a winger, as a potential uh, for a three there. Uh, Nathan, obviously, your third. Yep, that's all. I'm going to go 3-1 to Stags. Uh, goal scorers Danny Rose, Leanne Goal and Omari Sterling James. Um, for the starting 11, I'm going to go for Legendary. Sounds like Evan Almighty, doesn't it? So, Legendary in goal, uh, left back Benning, Zand. Uh, I'm going to go Diamond in the middle with. I'm going to go with Murphy. And uh, in fact, no, not Murphy, I'm going to put Bennett. And right back uh, White. And then uh, for midfield, Anderson, Mellis, Digby, and Atkinson. And up front, I'm going to go for Danny Rose and Sterling James. And to double your points for the captain. I've not done very well with this so far, but I'm going to go Anderson. Okay, Cam. Last but my Ooh, no means least. <laughs> right, Alejnik in goal. I'm going to go right back with Hayden White, centre. Uh, Pierce and, Di- and Diamond left back uh, Johnny Hunt uh, mid I'm going to go Digby Byram Hamilton and Anderson and then up front I'm going to go Rose and Angle and the skipper skipper Diamond Okay, okay. Right. And did you go for goal scorers? Did you give me the goal scorers? I've not given the score yet. Okay. Uh, score 3-0. So you've done it the opposite way to everybody else. <laughs> Talk about muckle system. Ah, great. Anyway. Uh, so it's in the script. Carry on. Anyway. Uh, c- score 3-0 Stags. Uh, Hunt to score. Hamilton and Rose. Fair play. Well... We shall find out how we do on that next week as we bring you the Prediction League. If you want to get involved, by the way, on that, tweet us at MTFC Matters, get in touch with one of us or whatever, or you can email us mtfcmatters at gmail.com. Right, let's wrap things up. Connection question at the very start of the podcast. I asked you which thrice Mansfield Town defender Captain Forest Green Rovers on the opening day of the 2010-11 season against the Stags at the One Course Stadium after being surprisingly released by then-manager David Holdsworth, returning two seasons later to help us on the way to the conference title. Cam, you saw the answer. Nathan, you, you weren't... Were you sure? I forgot who I was thinking. I, I had an idea and I completely forgot. Guess. If you were to stick a name on it? No, uh, I, I, I don't remember. OK, Mark. I'm going to guess. got Luke Jones in there. Cam, you've seen it. Well, you, 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 yeah. Would you have said? Jonah. 
Yeah, indeed. The answer was so. Luke Jones. Congratulations if you were playing along at home. Another connection question uh, next week in the podcast. Before we wrap things up, uh, and I do that spiel about the end, and we play some nice music, and it all fades out, and we all go home. If we can get out of this park, by the way, it's been very, very quiet. We're the only ones in here, and I'm thinking that I might be locked in the car park. If we are. SOS, more other puns there for you people. Uh, right, um, come up with a name for, for the podcast. Last week was raindrop, raindrops and, and teacups. What would you go for this week? Any particular thing which has stood out for you? Sunshine and something, I don't know. Um, oh, you lot are you for I've got to say Sunshine Adventures works out too much. Sunshine Adventures. Could have grabbed the listeners in that. Save the day, please. We spoke about the, uh, the, the bad winter coming, so I think something playing on that. Uh, okay. See so if I can come up with something which is sort of wintry and avery puns, we'll, we'll go for that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Creative brain. Anyway, yeah. uh, that is just about it for this week's uh, podcast. If, by the way, this is now cut away to a still image of, uh, of me, Mark, Cam and Nathan sat the back, just because the camera died with about two minutes to go. Uh, we also had some recording problems halfway through on one of our uh, recorders. So this week's podcast might be technical problems, bandstands and sunshine and dodgy sunglasses. And, of course, the evolution of beard. If the camera's cut off... Uh, Hopefully, I'll try and do some clever cutaway to zoom into each other's faces. As you go along, I've noticed as you go along this bench uh, today, uh, as you look at it, for, uh, obviously on your screens, we've got Nathan who is nice and clean shaven. Uh, we've got Cam who's got some twelve-year-old stubble. We've got me going for the Paul Anderson look, and we've got Mark full-on beard. Uh, the evolution of beard. It's like we planned it. Uh, it is indeed. It's, it's like the evolution of man. Evidently, I think the top of the tree. Uh, wow. The evolution of beard. Abapuns and park benches this has been the Mansfield Matters podcast get involved on Twitter at MTFC Matters this is the show for the fans by the fans why? because Mansfield Matters from me Craig Priest from Mark Plum from Cam Felton and from Nathan Edge who we wish all the very best playing for England abroad and who won't be with us for the next couple of weeks as he goes to make his proper England debut and represent the country at Blind Football we wish you all the very best of luck Nathan thank you very uh, much from all four of us here in Carbank Park until next week Thank you very much for listening, for watching, if indeed you still are. Good night, goodbye, whatever. Farewell. See you later. How are we going to end this thing? I need a better ending than that. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go up down the line and everyone can say their, their word of, of goodbye and we'll wrap it up from there. Come on, you stags. See ya. Up the stags. See you next week. Thanks very much. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.